Hello and welcome to the Logistics Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsty Adams, editor of SHD Logistics Magazine. This is a news update on Brexit and the no deal scenario. Yesterday I went to interview Andrew Baxter, who's the managing director of Europa Worldwide Group. Andrew quite famously campaigned for Brexit. Yesterday he talked about how the company are preparing for no deal scenarios. Andrew, did you think we'd leave the European Union without a deal? No, I didn't. And I still hope that we won't. I think, I mean, of course, it's becoming more and more difficult as there seems to be become next to no time actually to negotiate with the EU properly. So I think all of this upset in Parliament is creating a situation where it's much more likely that no deal will happen. I don't believe it's necessary and I think it's totally avoidable. But unfortunately, the way that Parliament is made up currently means that the government has not got a window to satisfactorily carry out a negotiation where it can get to a deal. So I think the chances of no deal are definitely increasing. And what happens at Europa Worldwide Group if there's no deal? Well, the the, the biggest impact is in our European road freight business. I mean, that's the largest part of our business. And, you know, if you look at the other divisions in air and sea, there's not much real impact there. In the warehousing business, there is some impact because there's an increased demand for space at this moment in time. But actually, the need for no deal preparations is, is relatively small. Within our road freight business, we handle about 100 trailers a night of goods, which are either coming in from Europe or going out to Europe. And we handle about 2,000 consignments a day. All of those consignments in a no-deal scenario would require an export declaration and an import declaration. Gearing up for that significant change in process is a very big job. And we have spent an enormous amount of time understanding what it is we need to do and then implementing that plan. So I believe that we're now in a very good position in terms of our preparation for no deal and whilst it will not be without its complexities I believe that we could deal with a no deal scenario. We've done a huge amount of things. A lot of what we've done is based around IT, is based around the processes within our own TMS system. So we're not using an external system, we're using our own TMS to enter the information that is required for an export declaration to create the T-forms, to transmit the information to our partners, and likewise on the inbound situation to receive trailers in to our terminal, the processes and connectivity to customs, to arrive them, to get confirmation that we can now unload them, and then to start the customs clearance process. So receiving the data regarding that from our partners, transmitting that information to customs, presenting it to customers, getting customers to confirm that they're happy with the import declaration, and then doing the declaration itself and and dealing with any duty that may be payable. So we've done a huge amount of work on the IT side, but we've also had to do work on many other things, increasing our T-form guarantee. So first we had to become AEO in our road freight business, which we have done. Then we've had to 
increase our T-form guarantee massively because the actual value of goods that we're transporting between the UK and Europe, we don't really know because we don't have that information today. But I mean, we're, we're transporting something like a billion pounds worth of goods a month between the UK and Europe. And we need to have T-form guarantee that will cover the necessary VAT and duty in relation to that. So we are in the process of massively expanding our facilities, also expanding our deferment account um, to give flexibility to customers. Personally, I've spent one full day a week in Brexit planning meetings, as have 10 other of our senior managers, and then all the workflow that has flowed from those meetings in order to make sure we're ready. So we've done a huge amount of work. Of course, it's been quite frustrating because there's been uncertainty as to actually when this will happen or if it will happen. So you're making preparations for something. If you had a clear date and a clear understanding of what it was, then it would obviously be much more simple. Instead, we are constantly speculating about what it is that that we're reacting to. If we go back to March this year, we had 40 additional staff. We had to build additional offices to accommodate 40 additional staff to be ready for Brexit on the 31st of March. And then it didn't happen. So then we wound down the staff numbers, then we wound them back up again in May. Now that we've wound them back down. Fortunately, now we've done so much work from an IT perspective that the actual additional number of staff required is is less than that. Uh, But now, of course, we're winding staff back up to an October deadline that might not happen (laughs) on the 31st of October. So all of that process is frustrating. But, you know, unquestionably, we have to be in a position where we can properly transport our customers' goods and comply with the law, and we believe we are absolutely in a position to do that. How have your partners managed the changing of processes, IT, for example? So our partners have a smaller issue to deal with than us because, of course, our business is dealing with Europe, and, you know, and of course, there are 27 member states that we have to make that transition for they're making the transition for effectively one member state so it's a much smaller issue for them however they have been doing a lot of work on making sure that they are ready and prepared for it we have partner seminars where all european partners from all eu countries are coming um, with a three-day um, three days of, of um, partner seminars um, coming up in the next um, couple of weeks. Um, so they've done a lot of work. Generally, I, I believe that they're in you know quite a good position, and you know we feel relatively confident in the context of you know, what is obviously a difficult situation. What do you think would be the best outcome from government in the next month? In the next month, well, firstly, you know, it looks like we're going to have another general election. So I don't think the outcome is going to come within the next month. What I would like to see, personally, is a, a, a conservative majority government and that that government had the opportunity to properly go and negotiate with the EU, remove the Irish backstop, which I think is something that the government shouldn't accept, come to a sensible arrangement with the EU and have a a two-year transition period. I would hope that in that two-year transition period that it could be agreed that the most uh, flexible 
customs arrangements possible between the UK and the EU. If you look at what the UK government has done with the introduction of TSP, which has allowed importers to do import declarations after delivery, that takes a huge amount of pressure and snagging out of the transport process. If only the EU were prepared to replicate that kind of flexibility, then I believe that that would be an absolutely excellent result. It would allow the sort of free flow of goods to and forth from the EU. I would hope that we could get to a free trade agreement where plus minus everything is without duties. And I think that that could be an excellent result, but it requires basically a Conservative government to do that. And two, it requires a level of flexibility from the EU also to do that. So we have to see if that's what happens. Andrew, what advice would you give to warehouse operators? Ultimately, a no-deal Brexit does not impact the operation of domestic warehouses. So I don't think that it has that much operational or process implication for them. Of course, it will have an influence on the market, and it's very hard at this moment to fully understand what the impact will be on the market. I think that you know there are likely to be people who are moving stocks of goods which they currently use to distribute throughout Europe and taking those stocks out of the UK. So that would be a negative implication for 3PLs in the UK. But then again, there will also be people who have European stocks based on the continent who would end up moving those stocks into the UK. So... What does that mean? It's hard to judge whether that means more warehousing in the UK or more warehousing out of the UK. I think it's hard to make that judgment at this time. So I suppose the only thing that people can do at this moment really is to proceed with a certain amount of caution. I also spoke to Gavin Williams, the Managing Director of XBO Logistics. Here's what Gavin had to say. Gavin, it's the 4th of September and there's chaos in Parliament. Can you tell me what your views are today? Were they different to yesterday? Well, I'm not responsible for the chaos in Parliament, but I can imagine by the time this goes out, things will have changed rapidly. We've been preparing for Brexit for the best part of three years and some of our customers have been on the same journey Many of them took decisions back in March or pre-March earlier on this year and we're ready for any scenario that we've got for our customer base. So you're ready for no deal? We're ready for no deal. We have a global forward in business. We are the largest fleet in Europe. We also have in the UK 20 plus supply chain sites which are shared users that can flex up and down with our customer base as they require them. So you're ready to leave on the 31st of October? Well, what we do is we work with our customers. So each customer has a very different scenario as to what Brexit means for them. So for some customers, it doesn't mean anything because they're UK domicile and they only occupy a space and serve customers in the UK. Some of our customers, many of them actually work internationally. So what we do is work independently with them to build contingency plans for each and every customer in the UK that we work with today. Are you able to give me any examples of contingency plans with specific customers? 
I would rather not name the specific customer, but what we do have is shared user site, for example, in the southeast in the Kent region, which is building up contingency plans for the ability to be able to trunk and store products, also trailers, and work with our customer base to be able to sweat that asset to up and down its inventory to allow customers to be able to provide their supply chains. What do you think would be the best outcome from Parliament in the next two months for the logistics industry? For the logistics industry, certainty. And certainly for our customers, they need certainty. For 3PLs like ourselves, uncertainty creates opportunity because what we can do is work with our customer base, as I say, to sweat our assets and work up and down in their inventory to help them with their supply chain needs. So I hope that your plans for a no-deal Brexit are underway. I hope that you're talking to your peers in the industry, sharing information. I think it's critical at the moment. And please do join us at IMHX in a few weeks' time, which is a great opportunity to discuss things as serious as Brexit. Gavin will actually be speaking alongside David Hicks from Nestle, and they'll be talking about transforming their operation through technology. And the event takes place between the 24th and the 27th of September at the NEC in Birmingham. I'll be up there facilitating, interviewing, talking lots, and I look forward to meeting you there. Thank you.